The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. So as I was getting into bed last night, I was scrolling through Twitter and I uh, came across um, Paula Simon's um, Twitter account. Of course, uh, Paula Simon's a longtime journalist with the Edmonton Journal now and Alberta senator in, in Ottawa. And she had said that she had been there and she had, had written an essay um, and posted it to her Facebook page um, about her thoughts about being at that memorial service. And I just before we get into and, and talk to Paula for a moment, just want to read uh, a part that jumped out at me. And, it, and it's this. It says, despite the fact that there were at least 2,300 people in the room and a couple hundred more overflowing in the hallways, the event had a surprising intimacy and informality. Yes, there were formal speeches by U of A President David Turpin and by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, Premier Jason Kenney and Mayor Don Iveson. But as well as Trudeau, Kenney and Iveson all spoke and Trudeau Truly, they spoke in a way that should make us all proud, regardless of political stripe. The event's true magic and power came from another source. One by one, the colleagues and students and professors and friends and lovers and coaches of the victims came up to tell us their stories. The personal, particular, peculiar stories of the funny, quirky, delightful, joyous Edmontonians we had lost. For those two hours, they lived again in the memories and recollections of those who knew them and until the rest of us began to feel that we had known them too. Senator Simons joins me this afternoon. Paula, welcome to the show. Very nice to be here, Jalen. Um, 24 hours later, your thoughts on what you saw, what you witnessed yesterday, what you heard yesterday. You know, it was such a magical event. I- I'm sorry, I'm getting feedback in my ear. Oh. Let's see, can we make that, uh, see if we can make that not happen. Um, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can. Can you oh, hear me? Sorry, okay. sorry about that, everybody. Um, it was just such a remarkable privilege to be there because as I, as I said in the essay, this is not my first time going to a major public memorial mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. I had the honor of being there at Skyreach when there was a memorial for the four uh, Edmonton soldiers from the Princess Patricia who, who died in a friendly fire accident in Afghanistan. I was there at the Butter Dome when we mourned the four officers who fell at Marathorpe. Uh, murdered by James Roscoe. But this was such a different thing because the victims here weren't people who had signed up to assume this risk. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, they were just people who were coming back from a holiday. And they had all been people who'd chosen Edmonton, chosen the University of Alberta in many cases, chosen to take their talents and their gifts to this place which you know, is a long way from Tehran. Absolutely. Uh, and the courage that they had to begin new lives here and all the gifts that they gave back to our community. But, you know, in between going through all the Kleenex I had in my purse, I was so moved by the courage and the wit and the intelligence of all the people who got up to speak from a from a young girl of 14 who got up and read a poem she'd written herself mm-hmm. about her friend who had, who had been on board that plane to the, the, the two community coaches of the nine of, of that of the 14 year old nine year old sister um, who perished to all of the grad students who'd been supervised by the professors who had died and you know each story more beautiful than the next and it just made you think 
of what we've lost, but B, also how enriched we are by the people who remain behind, the friends and colleagues who spoke about those they've lost mm-hmm. made me so proud to live in this city. And I, I've just been so proud all of the weeks since this happened at the way Edmontonians have, have responded, have stepped up to support their friends and neighbors, at the leadership all of our, all of our politicians have shown that nobody's, you know, with very rare exceptions, people haven't tried to play stupid political games mm-hmm. here. They haven't tried to leverage this tragedy for their own for their own ends people have really it's been the best of our city and the best of our country um so many things that you touched on uh, there paul and i want to unpack it just a, a little bit listening to um you know the prime minister speak listening to the premier speak listening to the mayor speak and um and and very poignantly i was i was really moved by mayor iveson's um speech um tragedy is a test of leadership isn't it it is it is amazing to see um how people handle tragedy when they're in roles like that yeah i mean it really is there was this moment yesterday where uh mayor iveson i mean his whole speech had been lovely yeah. but at a certain point he started speaking in farsi yeah now i don't believe that the mayor is fluent in farsi i, I, I presume that he spent some time practicing this and had people help him to construct the farsi part of his words but for the Iranian Canadians in the room, there was this kind of collective gasp when mm-hmm. he started to speak to them in their own language. Yeah. And they burst into spontaneous applause, and some of them, you know, burst into tears just to see their mayor yeah. making that effort. And not in a patronizing, sort of, you know, trite kind of way, but that, that he reached out to them that way. Yeah. And, and I had the enormous privilege of being backstage as it were in the green room when the prime minister arrived and greeted the friends and family the very sort of the closest mourners who were going to be speaking and i've never seen anything quite like that and this wasn't a public thing and i'm not even sure how much i should speak about it but but the families collapsed into his arms Mm. in tears and he just you know i sat there as a as a very new politician myself and as someone who's been a journalist for 30 years and I thought I could not do what he is doing yeah. to do you know to connect with each of those people on such a profound and personal level uh, it was remarkable and and, and I, I also want to single out for praise uh, Premier Jason Kenney mm-hmm. who I think has been exemplary through all of this standing shoulder to shoulder with the Prime Minister mm-hmm. I mean and goodness knows that they are not always <laughs> on the same page but uh, Premier Kenny has, I think, done a, a very good job of measured support for the Prime Minister, uh, not undermining in any way the united front that they're presenting in terms of dealing with the government of Iran. And and he spoke just beautifully yesterday as well. Um, I've, I've never heard him speak with that kind of poetry. I mean, he, he even ended his remarks by quoting from Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> Again, not something I associate with with Premier no, Kenny particularly, no. but um, but you know, I thought at this level, people around the world were watching that yeah. live feed. I thought how proud I was to have this prime minister, this premier, this mayor, whatever your political point of view, to see them speak so eloquently and with such grace. I I, I think 
they were wonderful representatives of our country and our community. Paula, I have been proud and amazed at the willingness of the Persian community to share their grief with us over the past number of days. Wanting people, wanting us to know who their loved ones uh, were, who they are. Like, that rarely happens. You and I know this after being in the business for as long as we've been, that oftentimes people don't want to talk after a tragedy. Um, But this time, it's like, no, listen to us these are the people and you you know we love them and we want you to know them and it has been so very powerful it's been such a generosity to share their friends and family with us um and i think because so many of the those who died were part of the university of alberta as graduate students or professors many of their friends were also academics or scholars and maybe that gave their grief added eloquence because some of the people who spoke yesterday you know the part of me that has been to a thousand things like this looked at the long list of speakers and i confess my heart sank for a minute i thought oh no all these people are going to get up to speak this Mm -hmm. is going to go on forever because i'm you know because i'm a horrible cynical human being and then each person got up and they spoke so beautifully with such poise and with such they, they brought each of their loved ones to life. And I think that, you know, for many of us who were there in the room, we, we you know, lots of people came to that ceremony who didn't know any of the uh-huh, victims. Uh-huh. But I felt by the end that each one of them had been brought out before us and shared with us. And it just, you know, it breaks my heart that we're never going to get to meet those people. Paula, before we run out of time, I just wanted to go over the last paragraph in your essay and ask you a question about it. You said, as I write this, the night is cold and dark and it would be easy to feel bleak. We've lost so many and so pointlessly, so needlessly, but anger only gets us so far in the cold and the dark. The people we mourn today gave our city their gifts of light and love. Now, how can we best honor those gifts and the memories of those who gave them? How do we do it? So my question is, how do we do it? Well, you know, I mean, at the very simplest level, the university has set up a memorial fund that's going to be an endowment of scholarships. Uh, the, the, the couple who coached the, the little nine-year-old girl's soccer team are going to try and have a, a soccer team in her honor. You know, I mean, they're, they're tangible, small things like that. But I think that there are deeper questions for all of us. I mean, this has been such a testament to the multicultural richness of our mm-hmm. city. I don't think at any point people felt like like we were mourning Iranians and we were like, we were the Canadians and they weren't. So, I mean, I'd love the legacy of this to be, to remember that with every community in our, in our city, not to other people, to understand that when people have sacrificed everything to come here and become Edmontonians and become Canadians, that we should respect and rejoice that they have made that decision to share their gifts with us. I mean, I would, I would love if the spirit of this week could inform everything we do going forward. I mean, I understand why people are angry. I mean, you just need to look at the streets of Iran yeah. where people have been marching for days, risking their lives yeah. to say, you know, to their own government, how, how dare you, A, shoot this plane out of the sky, and B, lie about it for days. But even though, you know, when I left, the uh, Savile Center yesterday, there were people lined up with signs that say, we want justice. You know, I mean, the Iranian government is never going to give us the kind of justice or closure that we want. We're going to have to find that ourselves, and we're going to have to find that 
as a gift to, to one another in this community. Alberta Senator Paula Simons joining me this afternoon. If you want to read the essay that she wrote, you can check it out on her Facebook page or at her Twitter account, at Paula Addicts. Uh, Paula, thank you for joining me this afternoon. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jalen. Take care now. Paula Simons this afternoon.